Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Most of you will have been aware of this story, but I want to find out more. Now, there was a bombing attack on migrant camps in Libya, and uh, that bombing attack resulted in dozens of people dead or seriously injured and wounded. And that's deeply concerning. Uh, the issue of migrants and uh, migration, one that is debated nationally and internationally. But when you're, you've got nothing and you're in a camp and you're being bombed uh, and dozens of people lose their lives, including kids, and people are injured, it's a, that's absolutely just grossly disturbing. Craig Kenzie is uh, with Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, and uh, Craig is a project coordinator for migrants in detention centers in Libya. He's back in Canada right now. He joins us from Vancouver. Craig, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank what, you for having me. What do you know about these bombing attacks? What happened? Who's, who's doing this? Well, we're not uh, we're not forensic military experts, so we're we don't have the the resources to to say who specifically um, did the the bombing. But it is in the uh, it is in the the GNA government uh, held side territory and uh, in close proximity to to military uh, military targets that are in support of the government. Um, but what we do know is that there were. Um, over uh, 60 refugees and migrants that are in these uh, detention centers, and um, and and I would refer to them as detention centers as opposed to like a refugee camp. These are these are people that are locked in warehouses, you know, in behind steel doors under lock and key for the vast majority of their time. Is yeah, there it were 60 60 killed, and uh, at least uh, 70 more that were seriously injured. So why are they under lock and key? Have they have they broken laws, or is it just more convenient for their captors to hold them there? Well, the vast majority of these people have been uh, intercepted by the Libyan Coast Guard as they've tried to flee uh, or tried to make their way to Europe. Mm. These are the vast majority being uh, refugees and asylum seekers, as well as migrants that have, uh, for the large part, fled conflict or, or persecution uh, in other parts, and were trying to make their way to Europe for uh, for to seek safety, which uh, fundamentally is not not a crime. Um, and then many of them have been intercepted and then uh, brought back by the Libyan Coast Guard and then handed over to these detention centers where they're kept in dangerous and inhumane conditions uh, for an indefinite amount of time. There, there isn't any solution. They just get locked into these centers. So what do you do at Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders? What do you do to, uh, to provide assistance or what exactly are, are you involved in? Well, uh, the program that I was working with, uh, we are we work in these detention centers to provide uh, primary health care on site, uh, as well as uh, mental health care uh, for the for the people that are in these detention centers, uh, as well as be able to facilitate uh, secondary health care or you know inpatient hospital uh, treatment uh, for those that need it as well. Uh, we do quite a bit working with uh, tuberculosis, which is a, a major issue for a lot of people that have contracted it on their on their journey, especially when they've been in these these trafficker camps. 
uh, and as well try and make sure that there is a, uh, a, a minimum amount of water and, and, and sanitation that are in these facilities, as well as continue to be able to lobby and advocate for people to no longer be held in these detention centers. So if any of us who live a North American life were to be dropped into uh, one of these migrant detention centers, how would we do? Not, not very well. I mean, these these uh, these are far from international standards for for keeping anyone in detention. Yeah, that's the point. Which, I once to hear. again, emphasizing that uh, that these people haven't committed crimes. Mm-hmm. They were, like you said, majority refugees and, and asylum seekers that were were just trying to seek safety. Uh, many of them have had absolutely harrowing journeys from from the various countries. Many from sub-Saharan Africa, but also uh, people coming from Bangladesh, from Yemen, from from Syria. That uh, along the way, a lot of times have been um, uh, abducted by traffickers, have been tortured and extorted uh, for money from family members or abroad uh, to be released to, as they go through their journey, and then to, to finally be put into these conditions indefinitely is is just terrible. Yeah, their intention is to get to Europe, where they're increasingly unwelcome, and uh, the Italian government has turned away ships with migrants arriving in Italy's ports. You can see the points of some governments saying, hey, we just can't handle it anymore. But when you, when you describe what's happened to these people, and I, I was just so, I, I found it abhorrent that people who are detained in this manner, human beings that are detained in this manner, are bombed uh, without any opportunity to defend themselves. And, and so many of them lose their lives. It's, it, is a, it really put, you know, puts a human face to it all. And I, I, I admire what you guys do at uh, Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, because you're you're on the front lines, whether it's in Libya or the Democratic People's Republic of Congo and uh, with Ebola. Well done. Thank you. I mean, these these people, I would say, not not just seeking a better life, but many of them are just seeking safety. Yeah. People have come from conflict zones that have actually fled the exact kind of thing that just happened to this group in Tajura. Yeah. You know, they've been afraid of, of bombs or mortars or tanks or, or being you know, persecuted in their own countries, and then along the way trying to seek safety, not just a better life, but safety and refuge that uh, they get put in these centers um, where, where this has happened. I mean, the, these, uh, the coordinates for these locations, these are fundamentally civilian uh, civilians that are inside these, um, and you know, including women and children, right. uh, and that these coordinates have been shared with all of the armed groups. So everyone knows that these are detention centers and, and what they represent. Yeah. One of the issues is, is that many of these detention centers are in close proximity to the front lines, active front lines where we're seeing you know, tanks yeah, and artillery and, and uh, mortars going on. Craig, uh, I, have to, these I, I have to stop you because we ran out of time, but I appreciate you coming on the show. I wanted to hear about this, and uh, thank you very much. All right, thank you. All the best. Craig Kenzie, joining us from British Columbia. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 